Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Kime time. With Burns and Gambo. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Welcome back to the Burns and Gambo show on this Friday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every Friday at 3 o'clock, it's our opportunity to talk football with the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kime, as the cards get ready to take on the Rams this weekend. Steve, good afternoon. How are you on this Friday? Going fantastic, man. Just uh, celebrating that Hamilton Husky win. And last play of the game, Matthew Canetta, the kicker, punched it through the uprights. And uh, we were victorious last night. So, outstanding night. It was all in the coin flip, right? Uh, Sources close to me telling me that it was all about the coin flip. That's what won the game? I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. The coin flip was not very good. And I do need to put some effort and attention to detail into that. I'm not going to lie. My wife went to Chandler High. She's a wolf and she hates Hamilton. I mean, they do hate each other. Yes. I mean, I, I, the one thing I will tell you is uh, Elmer's, the Mexican restaurant across from uh, Chandler High, maybe the best burrito I've ever had. So yeah, Chelsea, no, Chelsea's there. bragged about that for a whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah she knows all those places. Phenomenal. All right, don't let's ju- don't judge it by the facade. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So those hole in the wall places are always the They're best, always aren't the best. they? They're always the no best. Question. No I question. look. I I think I know you well enough over the years that you know that this is probably really, really getting to you. The the, the three and six start with the NFC being the way it is and being <laughs> wide open that you guys have struggled. So I mean, I'll just ask you how much how much of the responsibility do you bear for this start, and, and what do you think you could have done differently at this point? I mean, I bear. Uh, a lot of the responsibility and I think when you're in this position I think you have to own where the mistakes come and um, you know to me when you have a good organization which I think we do and you have a good culture you know this is the time of the year with this record that you start pointing fingers and to me that's 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 not the kind of organization we want to have and um, I certainly own it you know it's 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 uh, a roster that I had put together you hope that roster becomes a team at some point and plays in unison and uh, we have not done a good enough job yet so I certainly own that and um, obviously with the injuries and the things that I've talked about before that you cannot use as an excuse um, you know I just I should have done a better job creating depth and uh, putting a, a better squad together. But I do have faith in the guys and the team and the players in the locker room, our coaching staff, and have that confidence that we can get this um, thing turned around and obviously have enough opportunities to do that. So, But again, I, I certainly hold myself accountable. Yeah, let's start, with the, let's start with the confidence in the coach. What makes you believe at this point that Cliff is still the right guy for the job? And uh, is his job on the line right now? No, I mean, I think Clifton has, you know, done everything he can in his power. And I think at times, you know, there we've had enough meetings. We've had enough internal discussions that you see the, the film and the different things that are taught and the mistakes that are made. And I, I feel confident that our coaching staff is doing a good job of trying to guide, put these guys in positions to succeed. At the end of the day, we know that they have to execute. And, um, you know, we just haven't executed it good enough. And for whatever reason that is, I can't put my finger on, but 
you know, it's something that we're certainly working on every day and is at the top of our list to, to fix. And uh, again, it starts this Sunday against the Rams. There's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, with this game coming up, but uh, another opportunity for us to, to, to put our best foot forward. This is, it's about as loud as I can remember it being in the Cliff Kingsbury era. How, how do you guys navigate the noise, whether it's the fan base, whether it's the media, whether it's whatever? How, how do you guys navigate how loud it is right now with the level of discontent there is right now about the cards, Steve? Uh, I think through experience for me. I think it's one of those things that I think about, whether it's traffic, free agent signings, or anything else that has happened in my career. Um, the negative feedback that initially uh, followed versus the way it turned out and then, you know, the silence begins. So you have to believe in what you believe in. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts. I trust Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's a uh, an excellent football coach and a great play caller. I think he's going to get a turnaround and, and uh, again, have confidence in not only him, but our entire coaching staff as well. We were given the benefit of kind of that behind-the-scenes peak with the debut of Hard Knocks, and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about that sporadically over the course of our conversation here, but specifically we did see a lot of stock being put into that Seattle game going into going into it, how, how much it meant to the organization and how much it meant to the season. Off the tail end of that now with the loss, how how big of a letdown was it to lose that game? And now what's sort of left for you guys in your view to play for against the Rams since you didn't get it done against Seattle? Well, every game that we lose is, is, is to me, just as, as difficult to deal with. So I, I really didn't put any more stock into this one. Obviously, the chips get bigger and, uh, you know, the, the stakes get higher when you, um, you know, continue to go throughout the season. But at the same time, you know, it's a week-to-week league. And, uh, you know, again, you know, you lose a game and it's the end of the world. You win a game and you just want to get to the next game and win again. And it's it's tough and it's uh, a stressful job. But, uh, again, I have a lot of confidence in people in that building that we can get this move and turn around. Yeah, let's talk about that. You've got the faith in, in Cliff and the coaching staff and the players to get this turned around. Let me ask you about the owner, Michael. You know, you're, you're with him every single week. You talk to him. What's his feelings? What's his confidence level in, in you, the coaching staff, and the team right now? We talk daily. And I'll, I'll say the one thing about him is, um, and to give him a lot of credit, he is not an absentee owner. And when I say that, it means that he is in there every day. He's rolled his sleeves up. He's getting to work. He's doing everything he can to improve the organization. He's asking the right questions. And when we're put in positions where we make mistakes or we don't achieve at the highest level, number one, he's supportive. And number two, he's educated. He's educated because he sits down and he does the work and he watches with us. And he'll watch the film. He'll see where people have made mistakes. He'll see where we have made mistakes. And, um, again, just for him to be educated and to understand the big picture to me is uh, is a lot of it. And then obviously just the way he's built and the way he's wired and the natural support that he brings in every day to the office. Yeah. Steve, I was totally on board with the Kyler Murray contract extension. I thought you had to bet on the kid. I mean, he's an extremely talented player, and we've seen him do some absolutely amazing things on the football field that other players can't do. But I think it's obvious that we all would agree that he has regressed this year. He has not gotten better. He's gone backwards a little bit. Why do you think that is? You know, that's a great question, uh, Gambo, and I would say this. The one thing that, that, that we've done this year, and um, 
you know, I would say that this is the, probably the most critical I could be is to say that we have to negate negative plays on offense. Defensively, I think we would all agree that we've played at a much higher standard than everybody probably expected. I'm really proud of a lot of those young guys that have, have stepped up and, and done some good things. Now, that being said, offensively, you know, I think there are some times where we've looked at it where we've regressed, and some of it's just poor decisions. It's, it's, it's taking negative losses. It's putting yourself in a bind and beating yourself, which is, you know, where you're putting yourself in second and 18, third and 22. Those, op- those, 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 those are not good options. There's no play calls for third and 25. I mean, it's just not a realistic thing. And to keep putting yourself in that predicament um, is really tough, and that's what we've done to ourselves. But I do think we can climb out of it. I think we can fix it, and I think we have the right people in place to do that. Steve Cotton, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, joins us on Arizona Sports. Let's let's talk about just the lack of downfield passing, because that's always for us. 3.5 yards per pass play last week. You've got the weapons, and then when I watch game film, I, look, I, I've always said I think it's more Kyler than Cliff, my honest opinion, because in looking at the game film, I see plays that are open all over the field. It's, I don't think Kyler's seeing yeah. them. To me, if Kyler doesn't have his first read, he's in trouble. If the first guy's open, he's dynamic. If the first guy's not open, he's going to struggle. Why do? You, why is this team not going down the field more? Well, you know, I think number one, um, there's something to be said with chemistry. And uh, again, this is not an excuse, but Kyler did not play much in the preseason with COVID, the wrist injury. Obviously, we did not have Hop. Robbie Anderson wasn't a part of this team. Hollywood's hurt. So there's a number of things that have gone on that do um, disrupt timing and precision. And to me, you know, I think that it's one of those things that we got to continue to work through it and not get frustrated. I mean, obviously, this time of year when you have a record like this, frustration is easy to set in and fingers are easy to point. But at the same time, to me, this is the time of year whenever you try to get those things fixed, you acknowledge it and you move on. And I think that, you know, I think that the more time he spends with Robbie and Hop and those guys and they get acclimated to the, to the offense, that, that things are going to work out. And uh, it's going to get better. But again, I think really the timing and all those things that come with playing those particular positions, I think, has been tough. Aside from, you know, listen, LeBron are like fifth or sixth offensive guard. It's, it's, uh, right. I could be, um, I could be the best GM in the NFL. And, and quite frankly, I mean, when, when you're having to deal with some of these things, it's, it's pretty tough and difficult to, to manage. I know Kyler is, uh, game time for the game against the Rams on Sunday. Obviously, Aaron Donald has a real history against the organization and you're you just noted the injuries on the offensive line is this truly going to come down to his ability to move around on Sunday before you clear him or don't yeah I think so I think that number one that's every week for Kyler I think part of his game and what makes him dynamic is his ability to use his feet to make things happen on the run but uh, you know no different this week obviously Aaron Donald presents a tremendous um, really puts us in a tough position because of what we have inside and the, the injuries that we've incurred. But at the same time, I have a lot of confidence in our coaching staff that they'll scheme some things up and uh, give whoever is playing quarterback, whether it is Tyler or Colt, which we have a lot of confidence in, the ability to get the ball in their hands quickly and make some plays. I'm sure you're really proud of the development of both Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, two first-round picks that have really, really blossomed this year. I mean, hell of a play by Zayvon Collins, the interception return for a touchdown. We've seen Isaiah with the sack. Those guys are playing at a higher level. The defense, though, has given up a lot of points these last three games, 34, 34, and 31. What are you seeing as some of the issues with the defense lately? 
Well, number one, I think our offense has put our defense in some tough positions, quite frankly. I mean, whether it's turnovers, whether it's yard, a field position. Uh, I think our defense, Gambo, quite frankly, has played very, very good to a degree. And then there have been times where we've been not, but not broken. And then more than anything, you know, in a position where, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting there and then, you know, you play so many snaps and, and you get tired. And then and there's a rotation, and you know all of a sudden some of your stars are off the field, and and, and again it, it puts you behind the eight ball, and that's never a good situation. But um, when our defense has had its opportunities, I think we've had good takeaways. I think some of those young playmakers have been dynamic. I think some of the rookies have come on, whether it's Cam Thomas, my Jay Sanders, they have done some good things, and uh, I, I can will continue to think that, that that's going to happen throughout the rest of the season. But I've been very proud of our defense overall. All right, we've. Kept- kept you very very long i just got to sneak one last in and that's about buddha baker is he gonna play on sunday after that high ankle sprain i wouldn't bet against him man i'll tell you as you guys have seen throughout his career and um you know throughout whether it's hard knocks or any other thing that has featured him the, the guy is the ultimate um competitor I mean, he is a true warrior I would never compare anybody to a soldier in war, but this guy comes every day with the same attitude, the same mentality, and he plays at a different speed from anybody else on the football field, which is exactly why we traded up to get him. And, you know, I had a first-round grade on him and couldn't believe he fell to the top of the second round and thought it was a great opportunity to strike. And, and, and again, Buda Baker is a guy that would make every team in the NFL proud. Steve, we appreciate the time. Thanks for letting us keep you a little late. We apologize for that. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Gambo, get back to the gym. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to look like you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve.